you can't see me unless of course you're on our youtube channel where we post all of these podcast videos um anyway welcome to the two words podcast everybody are you ready if you're not done with that up everybody my name is john and with me as always is my tag team partner radio matt radio matt what's happening today i am like 85 percent better <laughs> on the on the radio matt <laughs> health watch ladies and gentlemen the third third <laughs> week <laughs> third show my voice is almost back from three rounds of losing my voice so yeah yeah i'm uh, <laughs> I didn't get knocked out. I'm still here, guys. Well, that's that's good, because (laughs) I'm going to need your voice, because today, our two words are bad attitude, and we are talking about none other than everybody's favorite five years of wrestling, (laughs) the Attitude Era. It really was five years. It it feels like it was longer. It it feels just because of the memories that you have. It feels like it was a big, long, at least decade. There was so much packed into it. Yeah, it really was. Um, Yeah, so uh, we're going to be talking about that. We're going to give you our WrestleMania predictions, which we know uh, you are are hanging on to. You You are waiting. You've been waiting to find out what John and Matt have to say about WrestleMania. And today, you get your wish. (laughs) But first... We have our first segment, and the first segment, uh, trying something a little new today, Radio Matt. Well, since the beginning, we've had a hard time coming up with a name for it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so so I think we tried, like, Matt Talk, or, like, Between the Ropes, or Between Two Posts. I don't know what we... Most of them were garbage, so we just say, hey, what's up? Um, But... I had an idea because a couple of weeks ago, uh, a a um, dear part of of our childhoods collectively mm-hmm. uh, passed away in, in in the form of Razor Ramon uh, passing after having uh, three heart attacks and several surgeries and um, he that just was a rough day. that was a very rough day. That, I, I texted Matt and I texted uh, several other people and it's like Scott Hall death watch was the hardest day of this year so far. Mm-hmm. Like, bar none. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, it's kind of weird because COVID didn't really take anybody that was near and dear to wrestling as much. I mean, like, Pat Patterson passed away. Was that a COVID? That wasn't a COVID, thing? though. Yeah, no. So it like wasn't a COVID thing. So even all during that, you know, we didn't really... But we kind of expected it. We kind of expected oh, yeah. somebody, or at least multiple, well, probably multiple people in the wrestling world. You know, like, Jerry Briscoe's still running around, I think, somewhere. <laughs> right, yeah. like, um, But I had this idea for our first segment, Um in honor of uh, Scott Hall, in honor of Razor Ramon, I think this section should be called, Hey Yo. I love it. I love it too. 
Hey, yo, Matt, did you hear about CYN's new rules? New the what? control rules? your narrative new rules. Noodles? What? The noodles. <laughs> the new control your narrative rules. Control you your noodles? Control your noodles. No, that's it's a, a terrible it's name a, for it's a show. A pool no, it's it's a pool noodle. <laughs> that's, that's the new rules. Is everybody right, has to use a pool noodle. Tell me. I have not heard about these. Okay, so control your narrative came out uh, a couple of weeks ago with their own uh, rules and regulations. And you can tell this was put together by somebody who was fed up with the WWE, uh, <laughs> almost specifically, um, and they're they are getting they are getting ripped for them uh, because rule number one is you are in control. Fair enough. the the uh, The company is called Control Your Narrative, so obviously. So uh, is that implying like you're you're writing your own storyline as you go? You know, uh, like you work with your. We're, we're going to tell you who you're going to wrestle, but at that point, you write the story. I guess. <laughs> Like no can't, long, that, that no long-term story planning for that the can't go ups. wrong. That can't go bad. <laughs> uh, rule number two is also uh, you are in control. So it's it's kind of like a Fight Club thing. Okay. You're in control. Cool. You're also uh, in control. And then they kind of keep. Uh, it's almost like they took the rules from Fight Club because uh, the third rule is fights end when you tap out, get knocked out, can't stand or quit. Uh, sanctioned matches, which they put in parentheses, can end via pinball. Um, but there's a couple of rules on here, uh, specifically rule number five, no super kicks, no tope suicidas, and no Canadian destroyers. Hmm. Um, Are they just overused or what? I don't you know? know. I mean, like, the Canadian c- destroyer is kind of a ridiculous move. Hmm. Um, but, like, super kicks are cool. Yeah, I'll and everybody can do a good super kick. Yokozuna did a super kick. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, and a good super kick at that. Um, like Tope Suicidas. I th- I think they're they're always fun. It's always good to see somebody diving out of the ring. I what was the, what was that guy's name that was a commentator for a little while? The guy with uh, the Mauro Ronaldo. Yeah, I loved hearing Mama him say. Loved hearing him say the name of that move, dude. I could just watch. I, I watched boxing because of Mauro Ronaldo. Um, uh, rule number six is the fight isn't with your opponent; it's with yourself. Ooh, that's inflection. I mean, inflection. That's introspection. There introspection. we go. Introspection. Uh, fights will go as long as they have to. Sanctioned matches hit their times. Um, so I guess. You have a time limit, um, and you you will you will Stick obey to it. it. Makes sense. Um, Can't be total anarchy, guys. And number eight is if you want to control your narrative, you have to fight. So they put all these rules in. Um, specifically, oh, there's a project. There's a yeah. There's a project pit. Standard professional wrestling rules apply for sanctioned matches. Chaos ensues in the project pit. So I guess every match is like a lumberjack match. <laughs> Where people just like beat you up if you get out of the match or out of the ring. I don't know, but you know you're in control. You can't do Canadian destroyers or super kicks, but you're in control. Um, Everybody knows the best anarchy is a is a ruled rule based anarchy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was really the best. That's that's how we overthrew Stalin. Is well, I'm interested in seeing where this goes, um, and seeing if it grows beyond that. Kinda, I think it kind of sounds like they're almost taking an uh, original XFL 
take on <laughs> on uh, football like they you know. Here Please tell me their commentators are going to commentate from a hot tub. <laughs> that is the only way I want. That, they get a TV deal if they do that. I'm telling you right now. Hey, oh, did you hear Cody Rhodes is officially official? Finally, it's enough officially of this, official. Enough of this back and forth. There has been a signed agreement. He is here. He's in WWE again. And we will almost certainly see him uh, at WrestleMania. And I guess we'll talk about that a little later. Yeah. Um, that's good. I, I think, I mean, at this point, if I'm Cody Rhodes, I'm like, listen, I just got to shut Dave Meltzer up. He's got to, <laughs> this is just this is just Meltzer writing, he's coming, he's not coming, he's going to be at WrestleMania. Oh, no, he's going to be at SummerSlam. Yeah, well, now, that, now they're on this whole thing, like every, <laughs> every um, rumored news story that we're seeing uh, after, like, the confirmation that, yes, he signed is... Uh, also mentions WWE is hiring like a private jet to get him there, so nobody knows he's coming. Like, well, we all know it. We all well, know now, now. Now you've ruined it, Dave. They said Thank it, you. they were chanting it on Raw when Seth Rollins is being interviewed, and Seth Rollins is like, "Well, rumors are rumors, but I'm looking to make a moment here." Like he addressed <laughs> it, like essentially just almost confirming it, like uh, a half wink. Yeah. Well, you know. So yeah, it's 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 not going to be the Hardy Boys situation. None of us saw that coming. None of us ex- some, really, some really us believed it. Some of us didn't see it happen. Like, we wanted it. <laughs> <Lots of people>. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, John. <laughs> like, we all wanted it, but we're like, there's no way. They, they rest, they're wrestling for other tag team titles the night before. There's no way they're going to show up at WrestleMania, and they were there. This is not happening with Cody Rhodes. We all know he's going to be there. Luckily, we all want him to be there. So, yeah. it's going to be okay either way, WWE. <laughs> but hey, yo! Did you did you hear that Vince Russo uh, doesn't think that Cody Rhodes is really going to make a difference um, in the WWE? He he does not believe that it is going to add one more eye, as he said. Let me let me pull up the article, uh, bro, because that's how I that's how Vince Russo talks, bro, bro. This is Vince Russo's voice. It's <laughs> I'm not. Vince Russo. I'm Vince Russo. Okay. Bro, Cody is not going to add one eyeball to the show. Not one, said Russo. I want everybody to write down that the rating is pre-Cody and what the rating will be after Cody. Bro, let me tell you one thing perfectly straight. It's not Cody's fault, just like it wasn't CM Punk's fault. It was not CM Punk's fault how he just became another name on the roster. Bro, he says bro a lot. Bro. Bro. Isn't it, bro? Bro. This is, bro. He uses bro to punctuate his sentences. <laughs> it's, like, it's like it's a comma. Commas, period. Bro, this is not Question going to marks, make bro. one hit. Bro, this is not going to make one hill of beans difference to people who are not watching the show. But it's interesting that he brings up CM Punk because AEW ratings are up 4% since CM Punk debuted in AEW. Burn, bro. Burn. Burn. Burn, bro. <laughs> hey, yo, looks like Bobby Lashley might actually make it back from his injury in time for WrestleMania. Ooh. They thought he was going to be out for several months, but things have been going really, really well. The only bad news is, is if he does have a match at WrestleMania, it's going to be against Omos. So, you know. Stay injured. Stay injured, just, please. We don't need that. We don't need that 10-minute match. Just it's fine. Get we, better. Can, we can just make it shorter, please. I'll just I'll just take a bathroom <laughs> break some other time. It's so, going to be fine. So, whatever, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, yo, I got a problem. I hate the new entrance ramp. And by new entrance ramp, I know it's been here for like two years, but okay. I hate it. Yeah, what's wrong with it? It's just too big. It's it just big. this big glass 
shiny floor and there's no ramp. Yeah, not essentially. It's just like it's just like there's like four feet of railing and then it's it's the ring. I miss like the stage being a part of the whole thing and then there's like a ramp that you walked down and it was this big deal. You know, we're going to talk about that a little bit too yeah. in in the main segment cuz I'm I'm almost right there with you. Yeah. Um it's just visually unappealing to me. It is. I agree. Uh what was it? And that there's no like Titantron. It's just a giant screen behind yeah. them, which I don't Again, know why. Is yeah. like, anyway, we're, really, we're really going to talk about. We're going to talk promise. about this. I think we're going to um, talk about this. But don't worry, because it's almost WrestleMania, <laughs> and you're going to have like 200, 300 yards of, of ramp. It's going to make up for all the ramp you didn't have all year. Because uh, they're in Dallas, right? <gasps> yeah. Yeah, that ramp's starting in Arlington. <laughs> ramp's going from Arlington to Louisville right into <laughs> Dallas County. Hey, yo, Gable Stevenson, uh, who was drafted to Raw uh, and that hasn't been seen since. Yeah, I forgot that happened. <laughs> uh, says, says he's going to be at WrestleMania and plans to show fans what he can do. Just not sure what that's going to be. He's not in any scheduled match that we're aware of. Probably the and he's not set to be on any show. So yeah, maybe the pre, are they doing the pre-show? The Andre, Andre the, Giant the thing? Andre thing. Is he going to win the Andre the Giant thing? I that's, wish they cared more about the Andre the Giant battle right. memorial. Like Royale. I feel like the first year it was a big deal. Yeah, and then ever since then it's been like, well, who's a wrestler that we want to make happy but don't really want to give any kind of real victory to? Let's put him on the pre-show. Have him win that thing. Yeah. Um, and then fire them two weeks later anyway. <laughs> Are you out of stories? I'm out of stories. i got a couple more. Hey, okay. yo, Big E is recovering from a broken freaking neck, which he got when he took a bad bump on a belly-to-belly suplex outside the ring, tweeting a couple days ago that because of the C1 fracture, his doctor says he narrowly escaped a stroke, paralysis, or even death. That's insane. And rumors abound that he might be done. Like, this might not be comebackable. Which has yet to been be denied by Biggie himself. Here, here's the thing about a lot of that, um, and you see this in every sport. When somebody gets injured, and they're going to be in a similar situation to the one in which they got injured, they're scared, and mm. that affects their ability to perform. Oh, sure. It happens to. Uh, basketball players happens a lot of times. It happens to football players. Football players get injured and they just never come back from it. And you've seen wrestlers get injured and they just they weren't ever really able to shake it. And a thing like a C1 fracture, I mean, that's that's terrifying. Because if it does happen again, death is far more likely. You got your whole life ahead of you, man. Yeah, like you are. He's what thirty five. Yeah, he's roughly our age. Yeah. I mean, he's he's age. you know. Um, <laughs> Yeah, when when Taz is tweeting out like, "Hey, you should be more careful." <laughs> that's that's when you know you got to do some introspection <laughs> on some things. And lastly, hey yo, on Ryan Satin's podcast, Out of Character, the Undertaker revealed that he would sometimes pull out one of those big caskets for the casket matches and just take a lovely nap inside. I love that <laughs> so much. I love the thought that somebody opened up a casket and he's just there. Like, oh, no. Just cuddling his little stuffed urn. Yeah. Taking a lovely snooze. Yeah. Well, uh, that's all you got. That's all I got. That's all we have for our uh, our. I, 
our newly revisioned uh, section, Hey Yo. When I like we it. Come, I think it I, went well. I think it yeah. went good. I think Hey Yo is a good. good. Feels hey, good. Let us right. know. Do we need to do more Razor? But Hey Yo, do we need to start it off like that more? Because um, that might help. <laughs> but you know, say we, hello to the news cycle. <laughs> <laughs> We can come up with a whole <laughs> song, a whole sound bite. It'll be great. Um, when we come back, we are giving our WrestleMania picks, so don't leave. Hey, everyone. I'm Hector Mirai, and this is Faith and Fandom 180 on LTN Radio. So, one of my favorite things about the movie The Batman is the performance of Colin Farrell as the Penguin. Like, the Penguin's not my favorite character or anything, but Colin Farrell did, like, a seriously gangster job being an awkward gangster. And, you know, Colin Farrell's got a past involving superhero movies and bullseye wasn't like you know the best representation but uh you know what colin Farrell just did such a good job with this it was impressive the performance was like i don't like if you would have told me the penguin was going to be that cool and well done i just wouldn't have believed it but one of my favorite things about the whole experience was that after my kids and i watched the movie I showed them a picture of what Colin Farrell looks like normally, and they straight up couldn't believe it. They just said, that's not who that is. That's a different person. That's not the same guy. And then, even more so, I showed them a video of him talking, and when they realized he had an accent that wasn't, you know, Penguin, they were like, that's not possible. How is this the same person? And, you know, I explained to them prosthetics vocal coaches, dialogue training, stuff like that. But they said that he was a totally different person. And you know, it reminds me of this passage in Ephesians 4, 22 through 24, where it says, put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires. And to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God and true righteousness and holiness. When... Colin Farrell put on this new version of himself, people couldn't see him and know it was him. In fact, Jeffrey Wright, who plays Commissioner Gordon, didn't realize that's who he was in front of for a noticeable amount of time. Like, there's an interview about it where he just straight up was confused. He didn't think that that was Colin Farrell. And when we actually are living our lives out the way God calls us to, we should be such new creations that if people looked at our old dark selves, that they would not even recognize us because we have put on something new. Remember to catch Faith and Fandom 180 every Wednesday morning on the Back Row Morning Show only on LTN Radio. And if you'd like to learn more about Faith and Fandom, head over to faithandfandom.org where you can learn about our Comic-Con ministry, podcasts, memes, apparel, and book series. You can even read new chapters before they make it to the next book. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 180 seconds with me.
Welcome back to the Two Words Podcast. It is WrestleMania this week. Times. <laughs> I was about to say times. season, but it's like we're a week away. We are about a week uh, away, yeah. Currently, we are two weeks away. A week and a couple of days. A week and a couple of days. <laughs> yeah. Because it's two, next weekend. Two, two weekends away. Let's two weekends there. There we away. Go. Uh, from the show of shows, the showcase of the immortals. I'm actually kind of excited this year. Honestly. More so than last year. Honestly, me too. And you yeah. want to know why? Because we are not going to hate people for enjoying their lives. <laughs> we're going to be nice. We're going to. We're nice just going to let people. We're going to let Logan Paul have a good time. And believe you me, I want to hate Logan Paul as much as the next guy. I really do. But I'm not going to. <laughs> not going to do it. Not going to do it. Jesus said that's thy neighbor. So we're not given like our our full list of predictions uh, yet. We'll kind of do that in the moment when we do the watch along, which we will be doing both nights. Uh, I think as it stands right now, I'll be with you on night one. Uh, and then we'll both be here for night yeah, two. I we think should both be here night two. I think, I think that's, that's currently the plan. The plan was John was going to pick which night looked better, and so far two seems to be shaping out to be the better one. Um, I have a family. I can't dedicate eight <laughs> hours right. over two nights. Completely. <laughs> I don't have a family. So. Well, you do have a family. Oh, do I? I forgot about them. Um, it's easy to forget. <laughs> forgettable. But uh, it's it's going to be a, it's going to be an interesting time. So let's just start with night one. Let's just let's just go through this. Um, yeah, the whole list. And this All is right. I think this is the full list. This is from Gamespot.com, um, which uh, Paramount Plus advertises with them. So I guess they're legitimate. Um, <laughs> I don't know. They've got a. I've always been told like it's a legi- it's legitimate if they've got a nice enough website. You well, can kind of judge a judge a place based on their website, and they've got a nice enough website. So, <laughs> shout out to Gamespot. Um, not a sponsor yet. Um, so night one, uh, Charlotte Flair against Ronda Rousey for the SmackDown Women's Championship. I feel like it's going to be great. I mean, it's going to. I think both actually both women's championships because both are going to be on that first night, right? Yep. Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair also for the yes. Raw. I mean, I, I think they're both going to be banging matches for sure. Yeah, I, I think that I'm really excited for Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair because Bianca Belair tore the house down last year mm, at WrestleMania. Absolutely. I mean, just, just ridiculous. Like, I'd watch her and Sasha Banks again. <sighs> At this year's WrestleMania, and yeah. I'm not even the, I'm everybody knows I'm not the biggest Sasha Banks fan, mm-hmm. um, but I would watch Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. That that was a that was an instant Matt classic to me, and so um, and, got, and then we got the tease for the Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch thing because we thought they were going to have a match. Yeah, when Becky surprise returned, and then it was and just like was an a, arm drag. It a, yeah, it was like a twenty second. Yeah. Squash match, like I looked down and we looked back up and it was over. But I even think <laughs> that Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey, because because the big complaint with Charlotte Flair for the longest time was that um, we were seeing too much of her, and I just feel like we're not seeing. I don't get that feeling yeah, at this moment. Been, I think they actually listen. It's been a while. We haven't really, yeah. really been over inundated with Charlotte Flair. Speaking of which, where's Oscar been? For like uh, two years now. Yeah, Oscar's been gone for a while. Oscar's been gone for a little bit. Um, she won Money in the Bank, and then won the championship. And she was gone for that. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, if anybody knows where Oscar is, we're sending out a two words alert um, to find Oscar. Uh, I don't know her last name. <laughs> The short Asian lady with colorful hair. I think it's like Cher. Just one it's name. It's just Asuka. Asuka. 
Um, but yeah, I, I think that Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey is going to be a good match. Um, I think we gave Ronda Rousey. I think she got a raw deal last time because I, I think agree. they. I think they booked her poorly. I, honestly, True. that was. I think the booking, hundred percent, was uh, was a problem for her and why fans why she couldn't get over with the fans because you watch those matches. She's not a bad wrestler. No, she's really not that bad of a talker. Especially now, she's gotten better. Um, so I don't know if she's I thought been... her. I thought the tag team matches she was in at um, the uh, previous uh, <laughs> was it WrestleMania thirty three. No, no, no. The, paper, the last pay per view. Oh, uh, the, it was Elimination like Chamber. Elimination Chamber, but they had it in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. It was really weird. Yeah. But I think I thought she did great there. Yeah, uh, coming out in her judo outfit. Yeah. But uh, I think she. I think she looks good. Yeah, she doesn't look like she's been sitting on her hands. Looks yeah, like she's no. still been training and ready She's to been go. working on it. Maybe she's I wonder if she's been talking with like Paul Heyman cuz I know for a while there there were talks of like there were mm-hmm. rumors that her and Paul Heyman were going to get together and yeah. kind of do some stuff. So um and I mean like Paul Heyman I'd send everybody to Paul Heyman if I could. Can you imagine having Ronda Rousey join the Roman Reigns stable? Oh my gosh. That would be fun. Remember when stables used to keep getting members for a while? Like they would just grow and grow. Yeah, but that doesn't happen anymore. Stables like get their initial members and break up in six months. Yeah. Now I know we don't want an NWO situation. We talked about that last week, but like we had the DX situation. You know, Sean left, and so they're like, "Well, let's bring in Xbox." And then a few weeks later, let's bring in the New Age Outlaws. Then they had like Tori Wilson in there, and then Kane was vicariously a part of them, and that was as far as they grew. But it was fun. Yeah. It was fun to add new people. It was fun for like every few months. Surprise! I'm in this group now, and I think that's the thing. Is like it's 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 like factions had longevity, yeah, back then. So it was like DX was a thing for a number of years, a long time, yeah. It wasn't just like some friends who got together and was like, "Oh, I like you, you like me." Hey, or it's like, no, this was like they came out as a faction, and they were there for forever. I mean, DX, Except for honestly. The union. What's up? Except for the union. The well, union lasted three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> and they had a lot of we potential. We don't talk about union. <laughs> no, no, no. We are the union. Which, union. which side note, I did not know that um, that the Hurt Business was still a thing. Is it again? Well. Because I feel like they broke apart twice. So... Uh, Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander have been having some matches oh, okay. lately, and like they're still a tag team, but they have been coming out as the Hurt still Business. Still as the Hurt Business? That's really weird. So I don't know. Yeah, Maybe they, were, they just they kept the Hurt it. Business. Bobby Lashley broke off with them. Then they got back together, and then Bobby Lashley broke off with them again. Yeah. But they're still calling themselves? That's weird. That's very strange. That's strange. Um, okay, so uh, we have Ray and Dominic Mysterio and The Miz and Logan Paul. This is this, this is just a this is just a match. This is a match I don't care about, but I'm going to give a, a, all the all the leeway in the world. I'm going to pay attention. Me. Yes. Um, I'm not going to let this be the P match. I'm going to watch. Yeah, because I don't love Logan Paul. I was never a Logan Paul fan when he was a YouTube star. Um, I, you know, he did all that stuff. He, I know he got in trouble with some YouTube stuff. Got in trouble a couple times, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And then I heard he started boxing and I'm like, there's no way this is a good idea. <laughs> and then I watched him box and I'm like, okay, the kid can box. Yeah. Like not he's terrible. He's, I mean, he's, you know, I, I have some opinions about those matches, but, <laughs> um, I, I think he showed some talent and I think that he has shown some talent like with the Miz. He's really good to put with the Miz. I think. Yes. Yeah. If there's going to be someone he's with in a tag team, Miz is a perfect choice. Um, I love Rey Mysterio. I love the Miz. Uh, I like Dominic Mysterio enough. <laughs> I'm not there yet. <laughs> I mean, I like his I like his spirit, but I'm just not. I can't. I'm not, I don't if, know. If someday I ever get to interview Dominic Mysterio, I am. I have one question I'm going to ask him, and that is if they actually told him that Eddie Guerrero was not his real dad. <laughs> they were like, "Hey, this isn't real." I need like, him. I need him to develop his own character. And I feel like they've been teasing that off and on. Yeah. That they're going to break the, that, the father-son tag team up. Yeah. And let him grow into his own thing. And then they just kind of keep going back on it. And I don't know if it's a like a family business push that they're trying to go in or if they just don't have the idea behind it yet. Yeah. But seeing, you know, the seven foot eight Dominic Mysterio doing <laughs> the same moves as his as his three foot five father. He's nine feet tall. <laughs> is uh, I don't know, awkward and weird. And he just he looks gangly and weird when he yeah. does the, the things designed to be small and impactful. And so I need him to develop his own moveset, his own style, his own look. I can get behind him. It's just gotta be it can't be Rey Mysterio's son. Yeah. Be his gimmick. Honestly, he really should probably lean more towards the Eddie Guerrero thing. Yeah. Like, I think he could. Um, I, I hate that shirt. I, I hate that shirt know, he wears. Yeah, it's awful. It's, I'd love to bring back the lie, cheat, and steal yeah. kind of idea. Oh, 100%. Gonna, turn him into Honestly, if you want to put butts in seats, have Dominic Mysterio turn on Ray. Absolutely. Absolutely. Chair to the head. And I feel like it's going to happen eventually. Yeah, I feel like it's got to happen eventually. So I'm, I'm going to give that match the benefit of the doubt, and, yes. and I'm predicting it will be at least a B-minus match. Be, we will be nice. Um, uh, Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin. Uh, I mean, it'll probably be fine. I'm just not, I'm not invested. I'm not invested either. <laughs> but... <laughs> As much as I don't really care for the happy Corbin gimmick, Baron Corbin can wrestle. Yes, absolutely. Drew McIntyre can wrestle. So, like, by the transitive property, both of them wrestling together should work. It'll be a good match. It's just the storyline, I guess, is what's not driving it. As It'll be a good technical match. He walked into WrestleMania as champion. Uh, multiple occasions, and now he's wrestling Happy Corbin. Mm-hmm. It's for, been that way for a while. For nothing. <laughs> um, uh, the Usos defending their tag team chance, uh, their tag team championship, team champion uh, versus Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs. I for really the SmackDown the, tag team. Titles. I really have the same feeling. Uh, I don't. I don't feel like the Usos are going to lose. No, I think they're going to keep this. I think as long as Roman has the titles, they're going to have the titles for a while, to just to keep that air apparent. Unless they want to break them up, which is going to be a, a bad choice. So they tried. I think. I think they tried. So Once. yeah. So I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't expect anything 
mesmerizing out of this match, other than just the standard, yes, they can all wrestle. The Kenrick Boogers, 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 <laughs> Kenrick Boogers, Boogers wrestle, wrestle. Like I've seen a little little bits and pieces. Yeah. Like he has an opportunity to he show can, off. He can sell Old Spice. <laughs> but um, I don't know. You know, I I just. I think it's weird that the Usos are the best that they've been. Like, this is probably at least towards the peak of their performance. Um, But the tag team division right now is garbage. garbage. Hot, wet, stinky garbage. Because there is no tag team division. Yeah. There's no tag team division on SmackDown. There's a, 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 a weird one on Raw. Weird one on Raw. Um, but there's, there's just no tag team. I don't know. It's it's weird to me. Um, I think that it is going to be a technically sound match. Yeah. Um, I don't really get Shinsuke, which I I haven't gotten Shinsuke in years. I right. just haven't gotten it. I loved, but, it. I loved him when he first started. Yeah. But he can wrestle. He can put on a really good show. Yeah. Um, along with the Usos. It's going to be a good match. Um, I probably, I'm still probably going to take the over on the on the uh, Usos. Yeah. Because um, I don't think. But those three matches right there, out of all the matches of the entire two night thing, are the only three that I'm kind of less than yeah. psyched about. That's fair. Like everything else, I'm at least decently psyched about. Yeah. Um, and then the, we are going to close out <laughs> night one uh, with Stone Cold Steve Austin <laughs> confronting Kevin Owens for the KO show. So, Why? I don't know. So I'm positive this is going to be more than just a scuffle. Yeah. Like, it's not going to be a match, but it's not going to be like a three-minute stunner and he walks out. It's going to be some sort of you know short street fight kind of thing. Because everybody who's in the know with Steve Austin says he's been training his butt off for this thing and that he's in the best shape he's been really? in decades for this. There, so, was a, there was a picture floating around with him with his shirt off, and you could tell it was a recent picture. Yeah. And that did not a couple, look promising. Yeah. The picture is a couple years old. Is it? Okay. But yeah. I do know what you're talking about. I saw that picture. So <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean,. That was actually specifically what was said in the article. He's been working to where it's likely he'll take his shirt off. Oh, okay. Like, that's kind of what they, they said in the article. <laughs> As somebody who's worked, who's tried to work towards that before, um, <laughs> good luck to you. Um, I need more shirts. I need more shirts. I need to put on multiple shirts. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, you know, if this was... Any other pay-per-view, it'd be like, cool, because they're just setting up for yeah. the next thing. But, like, this is the thing. So and it's the main event of the night. I mean, it's got to be. I don't know. Got to be more than just a simple. Someone's got to go crazy. But if nothing else, I really loved the Kevin Owens in a ball cap. Oh, gosh, it was so good. There are a lot Perfect. of people that are so mad at that, but it was such a good segment. Part of the best part of that segment was that the bald cap was peeling off of his head. It was. <laughs> like, it was very poorly put on, which I think was an intentional decision. Absolutely it was. Absolutely it was. Um, I love that. It, like, watching the crowd when the music went off, and they were all just like, no freaking way. And they believed yeah. it because we're this close yeah. to WrestleMania. They're like, no way, I can't believe it. They're all getting their phones out. And then as soon as they realize, it, it, it took them a second <laughs> even after Kevin Owens came out. Kevin Owens came out and the cheers went up until they're slowly realizing, oh, wait, no, Dang boo. It. And then he got him again. 
in the middle of the segment. Shot the music back on again, acted scared. Oh, I was rolling. That is the best freaking segment that has been on either show in years, in my opinion. Yeah, no. Years. So freaking funny. Sorry for that noise, everybody. I keep dropping my dropping phone, phone forgetting that, echoes the thing. <laughs> that there's, a, there's a loud table here. So that's it for night one. Uh, night two, um, and this is in no particular order, but uh, Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns, winner-take-all championship unification. It's going to be great. It will be. But why are we unifying the titles again? Yeah, I don't understand that. You're unifying the, the universal title with, a unifi- with an already unified title. Yeah. Unless they plan on, like, splitting them back up eventually. Like, you had to invent the universal title because you already unified. It just doesn't make yeah. sense. And I've been seeing rumors on both directions that they're they're going to effectively end the brand split with this. Uh, at least I don't in think an that's a good idea. In at least an official capacity. Not not to where like everybody's gonna be on every show, but there will be some people that are on every show and they're just not gonna address it. Yeah. But I've also seen the exact opposite that this is a temporary measure and that they are going to deunify the titles eventually. Yeah. Um and so there's also no official word on if we're getting one title belt that's new or they're just retiring one of them or if it's just going to be Roman Reigns coming out with both belts. See, I like both belts. I like the idea of both belts too, but you I like two if belts. you're if you are unifying them, you can't just have two belts forever. That's fair. Which we learned with the uh first time this happened when they had the the WWE Heavyweight Championship belt and the WCW or the World Heavyweight Championship belt yeah. on uh, Chris Jericho, I think it was. When they yeah. could have find him, yeah, the first they time. actually made a specific belt, but yeah. that was crazy because they then they split that belt apart again. Again, yeah, like so that was that was fair. It's really weird. Um, but no, the match itself is going to be really really good um, because both of these guys are at at peak performance but peak likability. Yeah, everybody absolutely. likes both of these guys. I think this is the first time. That they've met up, that everyone's like, okay, yeah, we're finally into this match. This is not the same match it was the first eight times. And that's the great, like, it's weird to say that, but this is not the match it was eight times ago. This is the match they wanted it to be all yeah. those times. Finally, they got it right. Um, so I'm, I'm very excited for this. Another I'm, match digging, I'm, I'm also digging, like, the subtle, like, stone-cold vibe that we've been getting from Brock yeah. Lesnar lately. Like, he, he drove a forklift into Roman Reigns. And then he uh, ripped the truck whatever. door off. Like oh, that was that was, you know, driving those crazy vehicles. That was stone cold shtick for a while. The thing filling stuff with cement, good. which we'll talk yeah. about more. We're going to talk about it. <laughs> um, another match that I'm actually pretty excited about is Edge versus AJ Dude, Styles. Dude, yes. I think they're both going to take care of each other. I think they both really like each other in real life. I think they're both going to work. Just they're both top notch performers. And the build up um, to this has been beautiful too. Yeah, it's stellar. <laughs> um, uh, so getting into more matches, I'm I'm less excited about uh, Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn. I think it's gonna I'm, be fun. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna go to the bathroom. That's gonna be your bathroom match. I might. I think it'll be fun. I I think it'll be an anything goes match as it yeah. has here. That's why. That's why I think it'll be fun. I think it's gonna be a lot of weapons and goofiness and yeah and. Uh, you know, you're going to laugh a lot. That's what I think. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping for. Um, uh, 
Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory. I'm actually am excited for this because I like Pat McAfee. I, I'm, on, I'm 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 interested in what they're gonna do. Um, I told you this earlier in the week that I'm grateful that the rumors that it was gonna be Pat McAfee versus Vince McMahon turned out to be false. Yeah. Um, but the rumors still persist that he's going to be involved in the match, possibly yeah. as a, a special guest referee or a, or an, a ring enforcer or something. So he has been training himself uh, lately, and this is potentially why. Uh, so that's going to be. I don't know how they're going to. Yeah. I don't know how they're going to play this out. I also feel like this is going to be slightly a comedy match. Yeah, probably. But you know, the the, the McAfee Adam Cole match was not really a comedy match. Like it was that's a real true. match, and it was that's a good match. True. And I think the key here is putting these guys in with guys who really know technically how to put on a good match. Yeah. Um, you're not just throwing guys who can wrestle other wrestlers. You're throwing in guys who can take care of people. That's how he did it with Adam Cole. That's what they're doing with Austin Theory. I think it's a fantastic power move. Um, I think it's also what they're doing with uh, Logan Paul on the first Yeah, night. of course, yeah. Um, and then RK-Bro def- uh, defending their tra- tag team championships against the Street Profits and Alpha Academy. And I want to like the Alpha Academy, but I just don't. <laughs> yeah, I'm in that boat, too. They have all of the right stuff, but I just can't, I can't, can't enjoy it. I know it's for me it's a mental block over the fact that Otis used to be so much better in his previous yeah. tag team. And I don't like this version of Otis compared to that. If this was the first version of Otis I'd ever seen, I might be fine with his tag team. But just because I know there was so so much more to it before this that I enjoyed so much more, and now it's gone forever. That kind of—it just taints taints the whole idea. But this match, I think, is going to be a blast. I like every person in this match. Yes. RK-Bro is going to be great. Street Profits are always freaking entertaining. Uh, I think this is going to be a a very physical, impressive, and probably also slightly hilarious match. Is it a tornado match, <laughs> or is it... I, as for what I tell, it just, it just seems to be a... Regular a triple threat? Triple threat tag team match. Okay. I'm okay. not entirely sure. And then um, some uh, uh, some unknown matches. Uh, I, I mean, guess it doesn't, it, is... know, it doesn't know which night it's going to be in. Okay, okay. Um, and then this this match is uh, the women's tag team championships. Uh, Queen Zelina and Carmella, who are champions, uh, is going to be taking on Sasha Banks and Naomi, the team of Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan, and the team of Shay- Shayna Baszler and Natalia. Um. It, it feels like the we need to cram all the women into something match. Yeah, like we need to give you a spot. <laughs> yeah, I, like I, I don't know. I, we can't I not have Natalia on the WrestleMania card, I guess. I don't. <laughs> Again, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to poo poo it just because it's a women's match. But I'm just not. I don't think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be maybe. I think it might be just fine. But I'm not. I'm not expecting to be blown away by this. I don't think you have to be worried about that, Matt, because we literally just got done praising the first two matches, as the first two women's matches. Oh, they're, they're going to be amazing. Really amazing. They're going to so, be amazing. It's not. A, it's not a guy girl thing. Sure. But I guess you just got to protect yourself from that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hero to all. Um, uh, and then the one match that's not on there because it's probably not even going to be on the card until it's actually happening. But that's uh, 
Oh, Likely yeah. Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins. I think this is a good comeback match for Cody Rhodes. Absolutely. It's happening. And Seth, the Seth Rollins buildup of trying to take everybody else's spot at WrestleMania. Yeah. Has been fantastic these last couple of weeks. But well, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm great, pretty excited great, for. Great match. I'm, I'm pretty excited, excited for the whole card, really. Yeah. Um, if this was all happening in one night, this would be a fantastic night of wrestling. Absolutely. And having there only be three matches that I don't really care all that much about, but I'm also not like dreading. That's better is, than it's is been. Better than it's been for years. Yeah. Since so, pre-COVID. Yeah. That's. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun night. Well, those are uh, those are our thoughts. We're not going to give our picks just yet, but we are going to uh, to give those. Night one, Matt will be watching, uh, and I will probably be in the chat. And then night two, I will be here in studio. Uh, so you can watch along with us. Twitch TV slash LTN on air, and uh, we'll be putting that on the Love Thy Nerd community. Uh, Facebook group. Um, we'll be and putting it out on all of our socials. Those are fun. Those watch-alongs are a lot they're of fun. They're fun. They're 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 yeah. Low key. Just we we talk about wrestling. We'll do. We'll probably do like an ask us anything. You know about our wrestling opinions while the match while the show is going on, or, or something like that too. Yeah. And uh, there's just a lot a lot more interaction, especially with WrestleMania. Yeah. Especially with the big four usually, but WrestleMania on top. It's gonna and, be good. And Matt will be defending his That's two right. words podcast championship. It's the only belt I have right now. <laughs> uh, yeah. For for a brief two week period, I had both belts, man. I had this belt, and I had Beautiful. the back row podcast belt. It was great. I was Manny Two Belts. It was got taken from me. That's beautiful. Well, uh, when we come back, we're going to be talking about the Attitude Era. So stay here. In nerd history, that's what she said. Nerd history. What did she say exactly? That she wanted to watch The Office. After becoming a hit in Britain under the leadership of Ricky Gervais, The Office was developed for American audiences and premiered to little fanfare on March 24th, 2005. That's not even mid-season. That first season run ran just for the last six weeks of spring prime time. And reviews were mixed. In fact, season one being so short might have been a blessing in disguise because it allowed them to retool the show and correct some of the things that didn't translate very well to American audiences. Season two saw things get a bit brighter and more colorful, fleshed out the characters a bit more, and changed Steve Carell's character, Michael Scott, from an oblivious narcissist to a more aloof, socially awkward, yet awkwardly confident boss who had rare moments of brilliance. These changes brought an almost immediate turnaround in popularity. It would run up to nine seasons, which managed to have amazing ratings even in the final two seasons after Steve Carell left the series. When the show had ended and the streaming rights were secured by Netflix, The Office was far and away the most watched show on the platform, all the way up until the U.S. rights went back to its NBC home, landing the show on Peacock and giving a nice boost to the new streaming service's numbers as thousands and thousands of people signed up just to follow their favorite show. 
Since the move, Peacock has slowly been releasing superfan seasons, which intercut a lot of bonus footage and alternate takes not used in the original, and much of which weren't even in the deleted scenes on the DVD releases. They have superfanned the first four seasons as of this writing. Bottom line, The Office ranks up there with Seinfeld and Friends as the genre-defining series that will leave a legacy that will likely outlive us all. It's gotten so big, and it just keeps getting bigger. Don't say it. I'm Radio Matt. See you next time for more Nerd History. And welcome back to the Two Words Podcast. And today our two words are bad attitude. And we are going to be talking about what is probably heralded as the greatest moment in wrestling history. In the history of this business, professional wrestling is the best when you talk about the Attitude Era. No. Um, five solid years of glory. Was, was it five? I mean, I think it was, ni- it was, it was 97 to... It was 96. Okay. Uh, based on, I mean, there's there's different theories on officially when it started. Yeah. But generally, it's '96 to 2001. Okay. Is what the what the general thought is. So That's maybe okay. it might stretch across a little bit more than five years, but what? roughly five years. Let's put it. That way. Sorry, I had a I had a thought that I just should not say into a microphone. <laughs> And that's the thing is we're talking about the attitude era, so I feel right. like we're definitely we are a family friendly podcast. But I feel like if we're going to get unfamily friendly, going to be a couple things we're going to be talking about. It might today. be awkward, yeah. Uh, but we're not going to curse, of course. Say any dirty words? No, no, no. Uh, we're not going to get graphic, no, or anything like that. So, no, no, no. Uh, you know, it's gonna it's gonna be a fun discussion. Um, now, so what really separated the attitude era from former eras and eras today, and and Really, if you look at it, uh, this is this is taken actually uh, right from I think their Wikipedia, the Wikipedia page on the Attitude Era uh, <laughs> featured adult-oriented content, which included an increase in the level of depicted violence, profanity, and sexual content. Yeah, like um, which is which is a recipe for <sighs> for getting America to love something, especially like college age, age boys and teenagers. And boys. and that was what they did. They switched their efforts from uh, i think a younger generation and an older generation and they were like well let's meet somewhere in the middle cuz these these are the guys that are wasting their money on stupid stuff absolutely yeah um well i mean early on it was almost like a circus act like it was you know back before it was on tv at all like the older generation yeah. you know it was a strongman competition, essentially. People would come and watch which meat slab would conquer the other meat slab. That was yep. essentially the whole thing. I mean, it was a circus event. Yeah. And that's, then, what, that's what it started off right. as. And then it became a kid show. It was a Saturday morning show. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was for kids. Characters were all like people with jobs. A clown, a dentist, a lumberjack, a steel mill worker. Like, it was more cartoony, a little superhero-esque. Take your vitamins, drink your milk, say your prayers. Like, even after Raw moved to Monday Night Raw, I mean, the WWE moved to Monday Night Raw, the show still largely stayed the same. It was very kid-friendly, kid-oriented. Uh, not in the same way that it's, like, family-friendly today, 
but in a way that's really like, look at this goofy guy. He's going to fight this goofy it, it guy. It was very campy. Yeah, campy. That's it a was good very campy. Um, but I think they had to move in that direction because WCW was about to start on this very massive push of momentum mm-hmm. um, and realism. Uh, a lot more of that. Yeah, and realism. And I think uh, Vince McMahon looked at it and said. If we're going to survive this, we're going to have to do the same thing, and then we're going to have to up the ante. Yeah, ramp it up. Um, And he realized that he really, I think, realized that that no press is bad press. There's no such thing as bad press. If you're talking about it, good. And he figured out some really great ways. So what, what, what made the Attitude Era the best? What what really came came along that defined what that what that era was and why do we still love it today? I really think the beginning of it started with Vince himself. He uh, he did the whole Bret Hart thing, the the, the Montreal screw job as it's yeah. called, uh, where he he was afraid that Bret was going to take the the heavyweight title to. Uh, to WCW, because Brett wanted to, to finish out that pay-per-view, which was his last contracted pay-per-view as the champion, and then come to Raw the next night and surrender the belt. Yes. WWE, who had already seen uh, Sonny take the women's title over to WCW and throw the WWF women's title in the trash live on TV. That was her thing. They're like, we can't do that again. We can't risk that again. He's not under contract tomorrow night. There's nothing saying he doesn't take that immediately to a live taping of WCW and do that to our main belt, our heavyweight belt. Yeah. So not doing that. So they had to had to screw him out of the title and take it from him. And McMahon leaned into it. Everyone was mad at McMahon. He leaned into it, had an interview with Raw, and just became the Mr. McMahon character, the 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 boss that everyone loved to hate. And I think that was the beginning, really. And so they got on, you know, eventually and said, you know, we're going to take a, we're, things are going to be changing around here. You know, his, his little. That's a pretty good Vince McMahon. With his voice right now. Yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> a pretty that. good. And, Let's uh, just record a Vince McMahon episode so we can do impressions. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we, we started seeing DX rise up. We started seeing uh, Stone Cold rise up. Um, but I think one of the cool things about that era, when you go back and look at it, is that they were able to handle many larger-than-life characters at the same time. Like, currently with the product, it feels like we have four superstars at any given point, mm-hmm. and they're the only ones in the main title picture. They're the only ones that people really care about. Everybody else is kind of on the fringes. But here you had Stone Cold, The Rock, Mankind, Undertaker, Triple H, and even if they weren't going for any titles or anything like that, you still cared about their storylines. Like, they were, they, were, they were putting a lot more focus on story-driven stuff as opposed to just... Who's got the belt this week? Mm-hmm. Like there are people that were just wanting to take over the whole company. Yeah, yeah, and that's one thing that I have is the complexity of the stories. Um, they had stories. Yeah, I mean that was that was that was the thing is they they created stories, um, you know, and they made things like and especially you know if we talk about them now, it's like 
I, I saw I saw a woman uh, on TikTok who was basically making fun of the Stephanie McMahon, one of the Stephanie McMahon situations. She's like, "Can you imagine being engaged to one of your uh, one of your dad's uh, employees, and then another one of your dad's employees kidnaps you and takes you to a wedding chapel in Vegas and marries you in a drive-through wedding chapel, and you're still married to them 22 years later?" Like, like you were very quickly okay with it. That was just and everything. Yeah, you just I'm not daddy's little girl anymore. And then you just you just kind of went along with the thing. Yeah. Um, visually, everything changed. Yeah. I mean, that was a big thing. And and we talked about how much we hate the new entrance, or how much I hate the new entrance. I, I don't I, know if you want to say hate. I don't hate, but I, I definitely did love the Titantron better. Yeah. Titantron era had that uh, you know stage. It, it wasn't sleek and smooth. It was. You know, metal yeah. and, you know, rough, you know, like how you, how you want to feel with attitude. Yeah, very you know, dark titanium. and very, you know, yeah, very, very rough. You had, like, a ramp that people could walk down and things could happen on that ramp. You had a dope um, video going on that was yeah. an actual, like, best of hits video for your stuff. And not just, like, some weird augmented reality graphics that we have yeah. nowadays. Like, I don't need to see... Uh, 90-foot-tall bronze Roman Reigns every time he comes out of the stage. I would love to see a video package playing behind him of every dominating every punch and, Superman punch and spear he's done in the last decade or so. Yeah. Like, I miss that kind of stuff. It was, it, was, it was a lot more fun, and it felt more real. The augmented reality stuff almost takes me out of the realism. It makes you feel like a video game for a little while. Yeah. yeah. And I don't want to feel like a video game. I want to feel like it's real. Um Another? Yeah, and there was there was pyro too. Pyro, like they introduced dude, pyro. pyro. Their, their music got a whole lot better, yeah. um, and you you stopped having good. I think the biggest thing is you stopped having good guys and bad guys. You just had guys at some point. You just had two dudes. Yeah, and, Undertaker and, was a good guy most of the time, and he was the scariest, yeah, evilest guy. <laughs> I mean, uh. I mean, like you look at. Uh, DX versus the Nation of Domination. Who was the who was the, the face? Of, who was the, the face guy, in, yeah. that, in that in that feud? Mm-hmm. Um, That's a good comparison, right there. Like there was no good, you know. Uh, it, it just didn't work that way. Another thing about that era is that they cared about all the belts nearly to the same degree. Yep. The hardcore title, the intercontinental title, the tag titles. People cared about who had them. They were important. They were a big deal. I don't even know who the Intercontinental or United States Championship are right now. Who are the champions? Uh, Finn Balor is U.S. champion, and Ricochet is Intercontinental. Okay, and we so are bad of, wrestling fan. No, we're not because they're not even being defended at WrestleMania. There's 87 That's matches. True. No, they are. are one they? of them. One of them is. I almost. I'm almost certain. Is it that, a pre-show match? <laughs> uh, it, it could be. I think it's Damian Priest and Finn Balor is, is for the. Okay, United but States still, like you're gonna put you're gonna put what is supposed to be your second tier titles. Yeah. And they're gonna be on the pre-show. Yeah. Oh, I, I've said that for years. If nothing else, you should swap out the Shinsuke Rick Boogs. Oh no, that's a title match. Swap out the Mysterios match they, with Logan Paul and the Miz, and put a title match in there. The first time I ever saw them do that, they pulled that crap with the Miz, and he won the Intercontinental Championship uh, from 
uh, I think Wade Barrett at yeah. like WrestleMania 29. Yeah. And it was like, and I remember thinking like, you put that on the pre-show? Right. That's a championship. And that's a rich, illustrious championship. That championship means more than the WWE championship. Mm-hmm. And so like they took the hardcore title, which for a, a lot of its run was essentially the 24-7 title that we have now. Imagine yeah. them putting the 24-7 title with nearly as much focus as the main heavyweight championship title belt. Yeah. Every week you were actually watching and you cared. They had real choreographed things happening. It wasn't just like okay, somebody sneaking up and doing a pinfall. Hit someone with a frying pan. All right, I'm the new champion for the next seven weeks. We'll see you then. Yeah. For the, you know, I mean, like they, they put effort into all of that. Um, we also got to see like the original iterations of Hell in a Cell, tables, ladders, and chairs. Uh, you know, like all these new concepts where they didn't become, they hadn't become commonplace. Yeah. And the tag down. team, the tag team division was so oh good back then. Oh my gosh, dude, the, the years where we had the Dudleys, the Hardys and Edge and Christian yeah. in that top tier of tag teams, even when they weren't fighting for championship belts, like they, they were amazing. And so good. We have good tag teams now, but they're not given any kind of push or spotlight. We got a women's tag team division now. <laughs> They're just like, let's just throw them all into one thing. They immediately gave up happening. on it. <laughs> they immediately gave up like, on it. I understand that they have added more titles to compensate for the two you know, brands now. And so yeah. it's harder to put that much focus on all of them. But at the same time, you can book it. You, yeah. At you the same time, you, you put a lot of crap. I don't need to see an almost match every dang week. An almost match for nothing, where he's doing nothing for nobody that nobody wants. He's getting up there giving the worst, worst uh, mic work in the business right now, mispronouncing words. Doesn't know what he's saying. I mean, is that his fault? Because he's from Nigeria. <laughs> it's not his fault. <laughs> but it's, it's WWE's fault for putting him in that position right now. It's your fault. He is not the guy that needs to be on the screen. We need to see Vin Balor on the screen more often. We need to see people sure. doing, who are doing stuff, do the stuff. I'm sorry. We need, I'm we need Dolph Ziggler not relegated to be an NXT championship. You know what? Being an NXT champion. And I love it. I, I love, love it. Like, because it's more than he's been given. And it is, but <laughs> NXT was, like he was the he, they were tag champions for half a year, yeah. and nobody cared. Yeah. <laughs> the only problem I have with it, and this is we're catch, we're doing rabbit trails today, are, but I don't right. care. This um, is why, man. This is why attitude error was better. The only the, the biggest problem with that is you've got Dolph Ziggler as your uh, NXT champion, and Mandy Rose as your NXT Women's Champion. She's still the Women's Champion. Yeah, I think so. I haven't watched it in a while. Um, but NXT started this whole NXT 2.0, and it's young, and it's fresh, and it's new, and we got all these young wrestlers who are just aching for 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 some sort of opportunity. But we're gonna give Dolph Ziggler yeah. the championship. They've already crapped on it. They're, they're, it's already it's already yeah, they're garbage. They're weeks. already working on 3.0. You know it in the background. Like there's like nope, this wasn't it. This but wasn't three, the thing. But 3.0 is exactly the same as 1.0. 3.0 is like back to basics. It's it's like when it's like when we uh, when Windows. 
Windows let everybody go back to XP after Vista? <laughs> it's like, do you want to re-download XP again? This is Braun Breaker super gluing that big X back together. Yeah. The golden X that he broke in half. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. We were wrong. We were wrong this about this. This was a bad idea. <laughs> um, so... We don't have to do a separately best and worst, but like, I have a give me, give me, give me the good, give me the bad. For okay. me, um, some of the bad, uh, the brawl for all, where yes. they decided to say, hey, let's uh, let's put people in uh, unsanctioned boxing matches and see how that plays out. And that lasted all of three weeks because nobody knew that Bart Gunn oh, no, was an actual it, boxer. It was a two month long slog yeah. that nobody cared about. So what what's funny is like I think it was Bradshaw, John John JBL, like typed up this whole dissertation about why WWE needed a hardcore division. Yeah, and turned it in, and they read that and they're like, okay, we'll have you really box each other. Boxing. Like what? Hold on, no, that's not what we were. But they did it anyway, and it was real boxing. And you had people getting really injured. Yeah. And yeah, they expected what was Dr. Death. They expected Dr. Death to be the winner. Um, but then he was like out in round one. Yeah. <laughs> well, and everybody was like, I remember I was listening to something about it the other day. So he was like, nobody knew that Bart Gunn was actually like a Golden Gloves boxer. And then you had to put him against like Butterbean. Butterbean. <laughs> WrestleMania or whatever. WrestleMania. It, was. it was just, it was just, um, <laughs> dude. Yeah. Dude turned into a totem pole and just. Conked out, just flat. Done. Just it, was, done. it was ridiculous. Um, for me, also bad. Uh, Mark Henry and the transvestite. The transvestite was bad. Uh, um, I also yeah, have just, Mark Henry and May Young giving birth to a a hand. Yep, covered in goop. And I, she was ninety three years old. She gave birth to just a grown human hand. And I love that he asked. He tells the story. He's like, I asked them why, and they were like, because it's a hand. That's hilarious. This is some Mark Russo or Vince Russo bull crap. I actually think this was Vince McMahon's idea. It probably I'm was. I'm pretty sure. I think this Brawl for All was, was a Vince Russo thing, yeah, though. Yeah, it was yeah. definitely um, Vince Russo. You talked about the Triple H wedding surprise. That's on my list of worst. Um, then the the big reason I hated it as the I hated it as one of the worst is because it it eventually led to the McMahon Helmsley era, which you know looking back it didn't actually last all that long. No, to me it felt like it lasted six months, For decades. It was a bad era. Um, okay, one of the worst was when they had Hawk, who was actually struggling with like alcoholism and stuff. Yeah. Climb onto the top of the Titantron, threatened to jump to commit suicide. They had Draws, who'd been hanging out with Hawk and Animal, climb up there, acting like he's going to save Hawk, and then push him off. This just doesn't watch well. I don't days. like, I do not like, I never like when WWE takes actual controversial things that are happening in real people's lives and, like, let's make this a story. Like the Matt Hardy edge and well. Rita thing, yeah, that was terrible too. Like they actually hate each other. Somebody Why was gonna get hurt. This? Yeah, somebody was gonna get really hurt back. So there, then. Were, there were quite a few moments. The choppy choppy pee pee, <laughs> where Val Venus was being punished for sleeping with uh, Mr. Yamaguchi's wife, the the manager for Kai and Tai, and they literally brought him back. 
had a whole segment where you know he was turned away from camera, but heavily implied that they just placed his his little little Val on the uh, on a chopping block, and then got out a samurai sword and. Yeah. Yeah, you want to know why, and that's really how you know that Attitude Era was something different. Right. It's like, hey, um, you know, back in the eighties, our our uh, our characters were construction workers and lumberjacks and clowns, and now they're porn stars. <laughs> that's a character. There's yeah. nothing else to it. He's just an adult entertainer. <laughs> the dude, I don't remember his actual name now, but he goes in. They're like, okay, so your character, he's a he's a he's a film star. I'm like, oh, okay, well he's he's an adult film star. <laughs> like, oh, uh, all right. <laughs> like I'm in WWE. I'm gonna play ball. This is what you're gonna give me. Right. I mean, he played the character well, but I mean, like the the sexual innuendo. This is what I really think separated the WCW era in that time with WWE. So WCW didn't really go heavily on the sexual side yeah. of the Attitude Era-esque stuff. They were into the realism. They were into the violence. They were into that kind of stuff. But WWE really leaned into the, let's encourage our female uh, audience members to flash their, their tops you know, off. And, and you know, it's, it's like, eh, that kind of stuff is the only stuff about the Attitude Era that I look back and I'm like, e It's a little God, cringy nowadays. Godfather's locomotive of ladies. Lustry uh, ladies. Always very, very uncomfortable looking back. Um, Vince McMahon had Trish Stratus on her all fours barking like a dog in the middle of the ring. Yeah. Like the bra and panties matches that they had. Like what? every four months. Every big pay-per-view. There was one of those, it felt like. Yeah. Uh, and and a lot more of than a stuff. couple occasions where they had actual female wrestlers take off their tops. Yeah. A lot of this stuff just didn't age well. That Everything everything sexual <laughs> related did not age well. Well. Um, well. Several good things uh, that I loved. Um, the creation of SmackDown. I yes. think that was... That was awesome, was and especially yeah, now that yeah. Smack, I mean SmackDown's awesome now. Uh, Milkomania, the milk truck, <laughs> which was a, which was a, a play on the big truck to the beer yeah, truck, the beer which truck. was also a fantastic thing. Um, and the cement truck, cement truck was good. Um, the uh, the hardcore title. Being a twenty four seven, like that's what the twenty four seven. You mentioned it earlier. Yeah, like they were actual like <clears throat> fights. Like there was one in a Chuck E. G's. It was great. And it was awesome. They were going down the freaking slides over the awesome. ball pit. Throwing, it was fantastic. It's awesome. Um, there was one match that I really loved that got a botched ending, but they had they, they turned it into a, uh, you have like 30 minutes, and there's like 15 guys. Yeah. And it's just whoever has the title at the end of the match gets to run off with it. Yeah. And it was That was out of WrestleMania. To, I think it was, yeah. yeah. And it was supposed to be... Um, Crash Holly winning it at the very end, like in the last couple seconds, but they were timed off just a bit, and so Hardcore Holly still had it. Yeah, um, and so they had to correct that the very next night. Yeah. But still, it was a beautiful match. Beautiful. Match. It, it changed hands like twenty times in fifteen minutes. I loved it. Um, and uh, lastly, I think the, one of the, the probably the best thing about the Attitude Era was WWE versus the Parents Television Council <laughs> because that is that was free advertising. They didn't have to pay for that. It was like, and it was like, hey, uh, the Parents Television Council doesn't want you to watch wrestling, and all the college kids were like, well, guess what I'm watching. <laughs> 
it was their their theme their theme entrance. Bop, bop. Like yeah. it was the most annoying thing, and it went on for. Oh no! For I'm talking hours. about the the actual oh, parents' you're talking about television the actual one. that that sued oh. them. Oh, you're right. Well, I thought. Yeah, I mean, I thought this was all a part of it. Yeah. Because like they made a stable based on that, and they did. They did with uh, Blue Meat, not Blue Meat. Uh, Blue Meat. Uh, Stephen Richards. Is that was his name. It was Val Venus. Val Venus was in it too, but Stephen Richards was the Stephen main Richards. guy. Um, the guy that was uh, was at the tag team with Blue Meanie. I don't yeah. remember what his guy his, yeah. his actual name was. They had they had uh, was it? It was one of the women. I want to say Alundra Blaze, but it wasn't. No, Alundra it wasn't Blaze. her. She was already in WCW. It was. I don't remember. But anyway, uh, and then they had the Godfather as well. Like they had all yes, of the. All I always of forget the, Godfather yeah, was in. Uh, all of the like sexual innuendo. Yeah. Big names like became part of this thing. And that was really that was a smart yeah. move. Uh, because it was like, whoa, that's so different. Yeah. Like, it was entertaining. That was fantastic. Um, I got uh, This Is Your Life Rock. Yes. Which went on twice as long as it was supposed to. <laughs> and Vince McMahon was screaming and cussing in the back that it was still going on. But it became one of the best moments of the Attitude Era. Um, I got Big Daddy-O Did It. When we've talked about this a lot, when yeah. mankind won the won the title, yeah, uh, with a lot of extra help from <laughs> uh, from Stone Cold so and DX and all that, but help. still, you know, he got to get on the mic and tell my son, Big Daddy O did it. Um, the Y two J countdown, Perfect. like this was before, like everyone you was going to was internet going on. and all this. You didn't really know what was happening, and so there was so much speculation. What is this countdown? And it went on for weeks. It was like eight weeks. Of this countdown, and like, what is going to happen? And then Chris Jericho came out, interrupting a rock promo, and they just had this beautiful back and forth. That's one of my favorite scenes of all time. Um, we talked about DX invading WCW a few times. That's a classic. Yeah, um, it's still one of my favorites. Um, but literally, I think my favorite moment from then, and I've said this on the podcast too, was the. The reveal of the higher power behind yeah. the corporate ministry. You really loved that moment. I really, really loved do. it. I because it, I did not believe it was going to happen. Like they really threw. That was the first time the WWE really tricked me. Yeah, like I was like, "There's no way." Vince has become such a nice guy. He's such a hero now. There's no way it's going to be him. It was me, Austin. You all bought it. It was me all along. Oh gosh, well, it was beautiful. We love the Attitude Era. We hope that you as wrestling fans love the Attitude Era. And and I know that, that things have changed. They've changed for the better, I think. It is now a program that we can all watch with our families. Well, I mean, um, that, I mean that is, I just want to say that one last yeah. point, because we have that one question that I, I know you're skipping over, but well, it's not. We're kind of running late. This is, I know, this is very a little bit longer, but the reason why it wouldn't work anymore is is simple. The teenagers, those of us who loved it when we were growing up with it, know that we don't want our kids to see that now. Yeah. And we we know what the WWE is capable of doing. So WWE has built itself back into a family brand out of necessity. They, they can play with it a little bit, like with the violence. Um, but if they pull a huge switch again, they're going to lose a lot of the family base, yeah. especially with female object, uh, you know, objectification. Yeah. And so... It was a good. It was a good change, a necessary change for wrestling at the time, uh, and there are definitely some moments that we can pull out of it that are still going to be beautiful for years to come. Yeah, but there was also a lot of 
garbage that came along with it that we would not want to tolerate today. And I definitely wouldn't. I'm not going to let my kids watch those Raws <laughs> ever. <laughs> Once they're 18 and, and out of the house, they can watch them if they want. But there's no way. No yeah. way. Well, and, and simply and here on on. Because I did ask that question, why does the Attitude Era not work anymore? And I think I, I simply think for the same reason it did work. It's because of all of the violence, because of all of the yeah. uh, graphic content. I mean, what you're what you're saying. Late nineties was a different time, man. Yeah, it worked, and now it doesn't work for the same reason that it did work. <laughs> Now it's it doesn't a, work because of the violence and yeah. because of the graphic content and because of the language and it's the same reason that South Park isn't popular anymore. That's fair. Like it's it's you know South Park was a big deal at that same time, and now you know they're relegated to like ten episode seasons on you know Paramount Plus, yeah. the, the least popular streaming service. <laughs> I mean it's, it's 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 only the few. I honestly do love Paramount Plus though. The, so the, it's just the old fans that are still keeping it alive. Um, but yeah. Okay. Well, so, uh, you nostalgia know, we, yeah. is, is a good place. And, for and it's to a live. good, it's a good thing to watch. And you can watch a whole lot of that stuff on uh, Peacock now. So, um, for a good, for a good bit of nostalgia, you watch, yeah. Watch the Monday Night War series that they put yeah. out because that that gives you a good uh, censored version of yeah. what went down during that time and very entertaining, um, very entertaining and long series. Like they 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 pick apart every piece of thing they can. Yeah. No, it's going to be awesome. Um, well, uh, that's it for us today. Um, we hope you enjoyed the show. Come back uh, next Saturday night or next Saturday evening, late afternoon. Um, April 2nd and 3rd. <laughs> April 2nd and 3rd. I'm six, just trying to the, roughly the time, 6 p.m. The time is so weird because it's a two-day thing, but there's still probably going to be right. six hours apiece. Roughly 6 p.m. Eastern time at the latest. We might come on earlier for pre-show stuff. But at the latest, 6 p.m. Eastern time each night. So join us uh, in our Twitch. What is our Twitch? Twitch.tv slash LTN on air. Or, or you can find the link at all of our socials at the time uh, at two words LTN. Well, thank you, Matt, for the wonderful discussion. I really like today's this discussion. Is a good one, man. This, this is one of my good, favorite podcast so far. Good episode. Well, uh, until next weekend. My name is John. His name is Matt. And if you're not down with that, we got two words for you. In my lifetime, I've learned hard work pays off. Dreams come true. Bad times don't last but bad guys do.